Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Daniel Willett. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I have 28 minutes and that's all the time I need. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And uh, I do have some funny things this morning. These made me laugh. By the way, that's the qualification for anything I, I read or, or talk about that's funny. It has to make me laugh. And so I may have stolen some of these from Bill Johnson from the Leaders Conference. All right. So you guys ready? You got your laughers ready to go warmed up? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 All right. I had my patience tested. I am negative. I like that one. That, that, uh, that's, I have four boys, and yesterday I was thinking about that. I was like, yep, I, I am negative at least today. <laughs> I, I hate it when, <laughs> I like this one. I hate it when a couple argues in public, and I miss the beginning, and I don't know whose side I'm on. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> you got to know who's, who to root for. <laughs> okay, this one is me too. Uh, when I, when I ask for directions, please don't use words like east or west. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I have, a, have a, this thing called a Google Maps. Just like, tell me the address. All right. What do you get when you cross a dyslexic, an insomniac, and an agnostic? Someone who lays awake at night wondering if there's a dog. Okay, I saved the best one for last. Got one more. Okay, this, this one made me laugh hard. Uh, this is some of the parents who had to homeschool during the pandemic. Not, nobody in here, of course. The teachers that said my child was a joy to teach lied. <laughs> yeah, all the parents laughed at that one. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, you're so good. We love you. We just thank you for your presence that's here in this place this morning. We thank you. You're such a good dad. You just want to refresh your people this morning. We love you, Jesus. We just pray for the spirit of sonship to be in this place. And God, I just pray for your anointing to just come so heavy this morning. Yeah, just put your hand on your heart. Yeah, just say, Holy Spirit, get me. Get me. I'm ready. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a good prayer. Awesome. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 3 or your iPhones, your Androids. What else? Google phones, iPads. Go to Acts chapter 3, and if you, wanna, if you have a digital device, I'm going to be reading in the Passion Translation if you want to follow me. Acts chapter 3. So this, this, is about, uh, this passage is about Peter and John. And this is a different Peter than we see in the Gospels. Oh, thank you. Peter is... Peter is now walking boldly in his identity. This is after the Holy Spirit's hit him. 
How many know after the Holy Spirit hits, you never be the same? You're never the same. So this is a different Peter we're seeing. You know, um, Peter, he's often remembered for his fear. And we see this interesting like dichotomy going on inside of Peter. He's like, you know, one minute he's cutting the ear off of this soldier. He's got this, you know, boldness misdirected, but, but he's got this boldness and bravery. And then just a few hours later, you see him denying Christ and, and running away. But this is a different Peter you see here in this passage. He's walking boldly in his identity. He's finally got the boldness, but he's got it correctly directed in the right places. And so let's read, let's start in verse one. It says, one afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple, temple for the three o'clock prayer. As they came to the entrance called the beautiful gate, they were captured. Say, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth being carried and placed at the entrance to the temple. So Peter and John are heading to the temple and they see a man who's crippled and the Bible says they were captured. They were captured by the sight of this man. And I wanna ask you this morning, what captures you? Like what captures your heart? What moves your heart? What moves you with compassion? Because if you can figure that out, you'll learn who you're called to minister to. You'll know who you're supposed to scoop on. You know, when Rick Casta was here, he's like, oh, I'm getting, the ladies were just praying for me. Our intercessory team were just praying. He was like, I'm, get, I'm getting scooped on. He was like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> who, who are you supposed to scoop on? Who are you supposed to aim your Holy Spirit fireballs at? So if, if you recognize when you're moved with compassion, it's an indicator of who you're supposed to minister to, who God's leading you to, directing you to. That's why it's so important to keep your heart soft because one of the ways that God leads us is by compassion. The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. He was actually moved with compassion. So he's directed by where his compassion was going. And so it's so important for us to keep a soft heart because God will speak to our heart. This is a season where you need to check in with your heart and see if there's maybe a little bit of hardness that has, has gotten in there. I know for me, I know I was starting to feel in an area of my life, I was like, I think there's a little bit of hardness that's gotten in there. Like I've lost some sensitivity to the Lord and it's something that I'm going after. So we need to check in with the Lord Maybe it's time to check in, see if there's a little bit of hardness. This has been a tough season. We've went through a, a hard season, a hard couple of years. Our world has went through a hard couple of years. And so we need to check in on our hearts and see if there's hardness. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Look at your neighbor and say, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Some of us need to schedule a sozo. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm scheduling one. It's part of how I'm going after them. Like, Lord, I just want to make sure there's no hardness there. Some of us need to have a healthy conversation with someone. 
Maybe there's been a misunderstanding and you just need to share your heart with that person. Clear everything up. Make sure there's no hardness that's getting in there. Guard your heart. We need to maintain a soft heart. So what captures your heart? Is it the homeless? Is it governmental issues? I know we got some people in our church that that's what moves their heart. Is it people struggling with their identity? Maybe people struggling with like homosexuality. Is it children? Is it people who need healing? Is it the loss? Like what, what moves your heart to compassion? And you don't have to feel, you know, unless you have hardness, if you don't have hardness in your heart, you don't have to feel guilty about what's not moving your heart, but you need to pay attention about what is moving your heart. What moves your heart? What moves your emotion? This is a key to where God is leading you. Let's go on to verse three. It says, when he noticed Peter and John going into the temple, he begged them for money. Peter and John looked straight into the eyes of the crippled man and said, look at us. They said, look at us. Now just imagine this guy. He was crippled from birth. His, his feet and his ankles have never worked. They said, look at us. So that means he wasn't looking at them. So you can imagine this guy was probably, they set him there and he wasn't looking at them. So he was probably doing this and he was just begging for money as people came by. And they said, look at us. Where was his focus? His focus was on his own brokenness. His focus was on what's not working. His legs didn't work. He'd never walked in his life. And Peter and John said, look at us. The enemy wants your focus on what's not working, especially in our world right now. He wants your focus on what's not going well. He wants your focus in your life on what's not happening. And the, and the Lord is asking us to take our focus off of the brokenness, take our focus off of what's not working and put it onto him. Colossians 3.2, he says, set your mind on things above. You could say, set your focus on things above, not on things of this earth. When I read this story this week, it, it reminded me, um, my son, Ethan, he's uh, 11 years old, and we started this tradition a few months ago where on Sunday afternoons, we go, I take him to this game store, and it's a, a vintage game store. So he's collecting the games that I grew up playing, like old Nintendo games and old Super Nintendo games, and I, he loves them. He like plays Super Nintendo more than he plays like the, newest, the new games. And so he's became, my 11-year-old my son, he's a vintage game collector now. He's like, I'm a vintage game collector, dad. And so we go to the same spot every week and, and um, we went, this was uh, uh, sometime during the summer and it was a warm day and, and we were going and um, there was a man, a uh, homeless man out front who was like just laid out in front of the store and, and I noticed him when we went in. 
And when we came out, um, I noticed that my son noticed him and he, and he was like, dad, what's, what's wrong with that guy? And uh, I, was, I was like, well, he's, uh, he's homeless. He doesn't have a home. And, and I could tell that it moved his heart. And I, and I said, do you want to... Uh, should, do you want to go get him some food? Maybe we can get him some food and get him some water. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. So we went to uh, 7-Eleven, got him like a big gallon of water, got him like sandwich and some snacks. And we brought it back to him. And uh, this guy is still in the same position when we get back. He's like, it's laid out and he's got his stuff kind of around him and stuff. And uh, I said, sir, we brought you some food. Uh, can, we, can we give this food to you? No movement whatsoever. He's just like, out. Uh, and I, so I said again, sir, we brought some food for you. Can I, can I just give you this food? Nothing. So I said about four or five times, this guy didn't move a millimeter. And then finally I was like, okay, sir, I'm just going to leave this food for you. Um, but also I'd love to pr- just pray for you. And I don't know if he could hear me or not, but I just said, I'm just, I'd love to just pray for you. So I set the food down and I, I just put my hand out over him and I just began to pray for him. As soon as I begin to pray for him, he starts to move. And this guy, by the time I finished my prayer, which was not long, like a 60-second prayer, he's standing up just looking at us. How many know that the world is actually more hungry for spiritual food than they are for food in the natural? The fact that I was giving him food didn't really move his heart, but the fact that I was willing to pray for him, God touched his heart. So I know that day praying for that guy had, a, had an impact on him and it also had an impact on my son, Ethan. God wants us to get our eyes off of our brokenness and onto him. It's time to look up. When I prayed for that man, he looked up finally. <laughs> it's like the food didn't cause him to look up, but when I prayed for him, he looked up and he got up. And it was almost like a soberness came over him because it, it seemed like he was just out. Let's read verse five. Expecting a gift... He readily gave them his attention. Then Peter said, I don't have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man. As he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment, stunned, and then began to walk around. Can you imagine this? He's never walked before. He's just standing there stunned. He's like, what, what just happened? Then begins to walk around for the first time in his life. As he went into the temple courts with Peter and John, he leapt for joy and shouted praises to God. So now he's leaping for the first time. He's not just walking, he's jumping. When all the people saw him, Jumping up and down and heard him glorifying God, they realized it was the crippled beggar they had passed by in front of the beautiful gate. Astonishment swept over the crowd, for they were amazed over what had happened to him. So verse verse 7 says, As he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly power surged into his crippled feet. So there's two things I want to emphasize here. Number one, faith looks like something. Faith looks like something. Faith has an action. Faith is not hope. Like, we love hope, but hope is like, man, I hope someday this will happen. Faith has an action to it, though. Faith says, I believe this is happening, and I'm going to take an action into that, that thing that I believe. 
Faith looks like something. Often when we pray for healing, we have people try it out. Why? Because we want to put action to our prayer. We don't want to just throw it up like a hope. Like, well, I hope, God, I hope this works. But we want to like actually believe, God, I believe you're healing this person right now and then have them test it out. There was a, <laughs> I've told this story uh, before, but it's been a while, and some of you are new, and some of you just don't remember things, so, so I'll tell it again, but Joy and I were, I think it was the first time we went to Bethel, so this would be 2015, and we were on our way back, and we got into the airplane, and there was this lady who um, sat next to us. I had the window seat, and Joy was in the middle, and there's this lady who came and sat on the, on the aisle seat, and she had actually asked me if she could have my window seat. And I didn't, uh, honestly, I didn't know what she was trying to say, but I realized it after like a couple minutes. You ever had that happen? I was like, oh, she was actually asking if she could trade seats with me and I didn't pick up on it. Um, but I probably would have said no anyway, because don't mess with my window seat. Come on. <laughs> That's my window seat. <laughs> so she was kind of cranky because in her eyes, she'd asked me if she, we could trade seats and in her eyes, I said no. And... Um, she was uh, sitting next to Joy, and she asked Joy sometime into the flight, she said, hey, could you turn on the, the little air over, overhead uh, for me? She's like, I can't uh, lift my hands past this far because I just had, elbow, or I just had uh, shoulder surgery. And so Joy, like, you know, the light bulb goes off on, over her. She's like, well, she, and she turned it on, of course, but she said, you know, we pray for people and we see people get healed. And she's like, would you like us to pray for it, for, for your shoulder? And she said, oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Sure, that's okay. And, you know, you're often going to get that kind of response because people often don't have a grid for that. You know, they don't have a grid for like, oh, God could just heal you right now. Or they may have this religious grid of like, oh, the prayers is like this hope thing we just throw up. Just like, okay, Jesus, we pray for like fast healing. And it's just like this hope thing that sometimes we throw up. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, you can do that. And so um, she said, well, you know what? Let's, um, we were about to get off the airplane. She said, my husband, I'll pray for you when we get off the airplane. So we get off the airplane and she's gone. We can't find her. We're like, okay, she's, she's gone. Maybe she ran away from us. We don't know. And so we just prayed like, Lord, if, if we're supposed to pray for this lady, would you just um, help us to, to see her again? And so we're heading out and Joy's like, hey, I need to use the restroom. So she goes to go in the restroom and this lady's coming out of the restroom as she's going in. So we're like, oh, hey, would you, would you like us to pray for your shoulder? And, and again, she's like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. And so we just put our hand on her, on her shoulder and we begin to pray just a short prayer of faith. And um, when we prayed, she felt nothing. She felt absolutely nothing when we finished praying. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate the prayer. And she's like, yeah, because I just can't move my shoulder past this point. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You kept saying that. And she's doing this. And then the fear of the Lord hit her. And she goes, pray for my mom. She has cancer. And so we prayed for her mom. And I'll never forget, we see this lady walking away down the terminal. And she's doing this as she's walking away. Like, <laughs> And God just touched her, but she didn't feel anything until there was this action, until she actually put some action to the prayer.
So this isn't just about healing. You know, faith looks like something, but what is on your heart to do? Because faith looks like something. So if God's put something on your heart, what does faith look like for that thing? What is taking the, the step of faith? What is asking someone like you pray for someone's uh, elbow and you say, move your elbow? What does that look like with the thing that God's put on your heart with what's moving your heart to compassion? Like, what does that look like to say, okay, well, I hope this happens, but to, take, to go a step beyond that and say, God, I'm gonna actually take a step of faith. What does that look like in your life? As he pulled the man to his feet... So not during the prayer, as he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. Some of you are going to have a suddenly as you take that step of faith. Suddenly God's power shows up for that situation as you take that first step of faith. Suddenly power surged into his crippled feet into his crippled ankles. I want to share with you uh, briefly about the, the conference. We were uh, last week at the uh, Bethel Leaders Conference in Reading. And there was definitely a, a seriousness to some of uh, what was being communicated to us as leaders. There was a theme of this is a wartime. This is a war season. But a war season for us as believers may not look like what you're thinking. You know, when someone says war, I think of like war movies. I think of like Saving Private Ryan or something. And if we think of our war season like that, we may mistakenly believe that this is a season to self-protect. Like, oh, I don't want to get shot. I, I got to protect myself. This is scary. Let's stock up. Let's build the bomb shelter. Let's run away. Let's pull out, pull out of this crazy world. Pull out. But what does Jesus tell us? Matthew 5.14 says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. This is not a season for hiding. You cannot be hidden. This is not a hiding season. This is not a self-protection season. <laughs> Cancel the bomb shelter. God's got something better for you to build. This is a season of advancing. This is a season of advancing. What moves you with compassion? What has God put on your heart to do? Because this is a season to step into it. This is a season where God's favor is going to show up in areas, maybe even in previous seasons, where you haven't felt favor for. But in this season, as you do the step of faith, God's going to add his power to it. This is a season, I believe, that 
This is the season where Christian influencers are rising up. And it's not, you know, when you say season, sometimes you think about three months because that's, that's our season in the natural. But I believe even over the next 10 years, it's going to be a season where God's raising up Christian influencers like never before. Like we have made the mistake in past seasons of pulling out when we see the thing, things crazy in the world. And God's saying, I want you to step in and be the light of the world. And I'm going to add my power to it. I'm going to add my influence to it. And you're actually going to be light in the darkness. How many know there is no darkness when the light comes on? This isn't a fight against darkness. This is a turn the light switch on. Be the light. This is a season to advance. Also, some of us are waiting for something. Well, when I overcome this issue, when I get over this pain in my heart, then I'll step out. How many know it doesn't work like that? As you step out, all these things will be added unto you. Like when I figure this thing out, then I'll step out. No, as you step out, all those things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom. Didn't say seek first your inner healing. We love inner healing, but I'm not waiting to be fully, perfectly healed inside to step out. It says seek first the kingdom, then all these things will be added unto you. I can tell you right now <laughs> that God has accelerated healing in my life when I stepped into ministry, because I stepped into ministry. I felt it. I felt when I started to step into ministry, uh, God was like, okay, he's going to make Saul look bad if I don't start working, <laughs> if I don't start moving some stuff around. Of course, this, he loves me. That's why he did it. But I felt the acceleration. I felt like the Lord just doing things in my life at an accelerated pace as I started to step out into ministry. It's like when I took that step of faith, the Lord just brought all those things that I'd been praying for. Havila Cunnington, she uh, shared, she was one of the uh, speakers at the Bethel Conference, and she had a great line. I said, I need to write that down. She said this, part of spiritual warfare is doing the next thing in front of you and not being deterred. Let me say it again. Part of spiritual warfare is doing the next thing in front of you and not being deterred. Our war season doesn't look like self-protection. It looks like advancement. So when we say it's a war season, we're not saying it's a self-protection season. We're saying this is a season to move forward. This is a season to pay attention to what God's speaking to you in your heart. This is a season to start the business. This is a season to start the YouTube channel. This is a season to, <laughs> to step out because God's going to add his power to it. You are the light of the world. A city set in a hill cannot be hidden. We can't hide. <laughs> I said this, we did a prayer thing on, on Sun, uh, Friday night. And I said this, and I, I feel like it was the Lord. I said, put away the blueprints for the bomb shelter because it's time to pull out the, bull, uh, the blueprints for your vision. The enemy wants you distracted on the blueprints for the bomb shelter. And God wants you pulling out the blueprints for your vision, for the vision that he's given you.
Okay, so whether you're here this morning in the building or if you're watching on live stream, I know we have a few watching on live stream this morning and in the next service, I know we'll have a few. But if this message uh, spoke to your heart, would you just stand to your feet? I just want to pray for you right where you're at. Amen. Let's just pray for a moment. Just stay standing if you, if you stood up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the suddenly. Thank you that as we take the step of faith, you're adding your power. It says, as Peter pulled him up by his hand, suddenly, suddenly power surged. Thank you for the suddenly, Father. Thank you for the suddenly, God. God, we just pray for the boldness to step out. We break fear, Father. We break fear in this place. We ask for boldness, 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 boldness. Thank you, Jesus. Boldness to step out in Jesus' name. Boldness, boldness, boldness. To step into destiny not to be afraid any longer in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. We thank you for your people that we are not to retreat, but we are to advance. This is an advancing season. This is an advancing season. Right now is an advancing season. I just bless you to advance. I bless you to advance. I bless you to advance. This is an advancing season for you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for boldness, God. Thank you for boldness, Lord. Raise us up, Father God. Lord, break hardness of heart. Break hardness of heart that we would know when you're speaking to us. Break hardness of heart in Jesus' name. Lord, show us what it looks like to roll out the blueprints. <laughs> God's given you blueprints. We're rolling out the vision blueprints. We're putting away the bomb shelter blueprints. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus.